Oh, hello there. Hello, bud. Good to see you. How's it going on this fine uh, April 14th? Fourth and 14 day has been really, really good at my house. Had a, had a great day at work. Uh, folks came up. It was an Easter celebration for the kids' uh, kids preschool. So my wife got to go to that, which was really, it's just been a really good day overall. Slept pretty good last night, ultimately. A little bit late. A little, little, little late. Did get to bed. Had some good sleep, man. Really appreciate all these live viewers we've got going on right now. All those likes. Uh, and, you know, we're not going to make people wait. Everybody's got, got jobs to get to. Putting that last final day of work before, before Easter uh, weekend comes up if you guys are actually showing up tomorrow uh, at work. So let's go ahead and dive into this. Uh, the big news of the day, Hunter Washington uh, electing to transfer out from Florida State. Oh, Oh, there may be something a little, little bigger going on here. <laughs> While we're on the subject of portal activity, uh, as always, we'll thank our friends at Tarpon Sellers Wine, tarponsellers.com. Thank you, Chad. Uh, tarponsellers.com. <laughs> Coupon code NOLCAST, 20% off. Uh, great selections of wine. Their Cabernet seriously is uh, world-class, and they've got some great uh, whites as well. So thank you to the people out in Napa Valley who make the NOLCAST possible. And thank you to all our wonderful uh, YouTube uh, watchers and subscribers. Would encourage you to subscribe on a uh, YouTube platform if you haven't already. And uh, yeah, let's get into this transfer portal talk. Jordan Young, Washington, and then uh, maybe a large lad from Cochrane County, ultimately headed down to Tallahassee. Are we, are, are we sipping tonight? I am sipping. I um, oh. was going to start sipping as soon as we recorded, and I realized that this bottle... It's just very heavy and doesn't actually have any scotch in it. So that's uh, mm. uh, that is that is problematic. Must have had a good night a couple nights that I don't remember. And uh, I'll swing over to my table here in a second, grab another bottle, but happily sipping and uh, look forward to the conversation that lies ahead. Those Jacksonville State uh, instant reaction shows will take it out of the bottle for, <laughs> for sure. Beat, it will beat the bottle up. Yeah. I, I'm also sipping that I've got my uh, 2013 Rose Bowl uh, media uh, mug. So. <laughs> Awesome here. I'm, I'm, I'm excited. So let's get into this. Uh, Amarius Mims, as we said, would come down for the visit, even though there were reports that, uh, that he wouldn't, and uh, did it on the timeline that you laid out, man. Uh, you said, I, I think we will have a pretty good feel for how this thing's going to go uh, by the end of the week. And you know, he gets down there on Wednesday, arrives kind of just as the sources said he would. The whole way. Mom, mom and him drive down. Dad and brother drive, drive down as well. Separate cars. Show up at the AC hotel. Brennan Sinone and Blostein and Nee are there. To, uh, you know, they're, they're waiting on it. Taking pictures and whatnot. And um, gets out. Daps up Mike Bell, Gives Atkins a big hug. Everything I've heard so far is that it's gone very well. And it's just, it aligns with what the sources were telling us going into the visit. Like they called it. Like he's coming Wednesday. He's going to stay through Thursday. The Miami reports that he's coming down there on Thursday are bullshit. Mm-hmm. Watch. He's going to stay till Friday, and he's going to stay till late in the day Friday if we have anything to do about it. So far, they're batting a thousand with what they've been telling us. So, yeah. As you referenced, this, if this was going to play out in a positive manner for Florida State, this is what it would look like. Um, you're, I don't, in my opinion, probably not going to win like a five-week recruiting battle here, although you might. You've got great relationships and uh, Cochrane County is about two and a half hours from Florida State. You know, you, you got a local drive, easy drive, relatively speaking. Uh, parents can come see him play. 
let me see how I can say this, but I, I think that the relationship has existed and has been strong and it, to the extent that Florida State had to make sure that they weren't uh, tampering by responding to some of the kid in the family. I'm not trying to say that there's been a, you know daily interaction or anything, but I think that, that there's been a relationship there that's lasted throughout the high school recruitment and then now blooded to college. Um, so you've got uh, great contacts, great relationship, a kid that is close enough uh, that his parents can come see him. There's no better place to spend NIL money than a different, you know, difference maker at tackle. I think Florida State is very competitive for that right now. Now, you know, maybe somebody out West gets involved and offers, you know, two commas or crazy figures. Uh, but as of right now, I think Florida State is where it needs to be from an NIL perspective. We'll get there. I don't mean to jump into uh, the total of the conversation. The information surrounding his recruitment has been accurate enough to the extent that I think there's a very honest and, uh, you know, true dialogue back and forth between the two parties. And I think Florida State's in as good of a place as they could possibly hope to be at this point in time. I, I agree with you on that. Uh, everything I've heard is that it's going well. I did put in a crystal ball this morning and we, you know, we put out the free article there on Knowles 24 seven. Uh, I actually put it, I put it in at like nine 30 on uh, Wednesday night. And then I upped the confidence this morning uh, from five to an eight, uh, based on some additional stuff that I had heard. Um, for the record, I am undefeated, uh, I think since joining 24 seven on crystal balls with a confidence of eight or higher. I don't usually go to nine or 10 because weird stuff can happen, but I do feel good about this one. Uh, I, I feel about as good as I, as when I, you know, when I put a verse in and I was told verse was coming. So that's why I, why I put it in. Right. Yeah. Like that's kind of, it's the relationship with Atkins, as you mentioned, the ability for the family to see him play and drive to see him play. Right. I think that's important. Right. I, they, they drove down, they didn't fly and they, they could have, I mean, they'll, you know, Official visit pays for a plane ticket. I think it just also fits the vibe, right? Like country kid, you got Odell on staff, you got Atkins on staff. It's not everybody wants the the big city, right? You know, that some people like to be able to just kind of have a more chill, relaxed atmosphere and a place where you can, you know, have some fun and also get your work done. We talk all this NIL stuff, and I think NIL is very important. I think it's increasingly important in college football. Just as I was saying on Cover 3 today, though, Oregon can have all the money in the world. It's still Oregon. It's still hard to get to. you know. And if you're a family that maybe doesn't love flying, Lechley County, Georgia to Miami is, what, 13 hours? If you happen to maybe move down you know, to be close to your son, which is something that a lot of folks do, like a lot of parents of recruits do, I don't know if people realize that or not, what road games are you attending if you don't feel like flying? You know? You also got to take a lot of time off from work, obviously. So, yeah, I, I feel good about this. What could make me feel bad? I, I'm, I am interested, seriously here, like if he's actually even going to make this Miami visit. If Florida State's got him involved until the mid to late afternoon, you're leaving Tallahassee to Miami. You're getting in at what, midnight? I mean, that's uh, that's if you leave at three, no stops at all, which mm -hmm. good luck. No stops. Right. Um, you ever gone anywhere with your mom and not stop one time on a nine hour car trip? <laughs> Can't tell. If I, I was six, that. seven, three fifteen, I guarantee you I'd want to get out and stretch my legs too. Right. right? Like that, no matter what right. kind of car you have, that can't be super comfortable to be riding in a car like that. 
So the point is, let's say you take the Miami trip, you're getting in at one o'clock in the morning. Uh, I'm sure there'll be people there to do whatever the cane chan is and stuff like that. But uh, ultimately, uh, you're going to bed, you're waking up on uh, Saturday and you've got pretty much a day of it. I mean, this is a, I don't know, I don't want to act like I knew the inner intricacies of the family, but certainly this sounds like from what I've talked about, this is a family that plans on being in church on Sunday for Easter Sunday. Uh, that's, again, we can do the, we can do the inverse of this. Go do the and math if, on this. And if you're going to be at an inverse, you know, if you're going to be at church on Easter Sunday, you're leaving Miami at two o'clock in the morning or something like that. I mean, good luck. Good luck, Miami. Maybe, maybe you, maybe you pull it off, but, uh, it certainly seems as though the, the window of time to try to push that message where you pull it off is, is all the more, uh, a bit of a challenge. So, yeah, I, I agree. I, I also think it's notable, um, you know, that, the Miami sides have reported that uh, you know, dad, if 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 Marius does end up going down to Miami, dad won't be uh, accompanying him. You know, I think it's notable that both parents came on the visit to Florida State, even though I, and they already had a good relationship uh, with Atkins. You know, because of, of what he built before Marius committed to Georgia. Yeah, you know, I know we got some questions in the chat, like what what could what could mess us up at this point? It's recruiting, man. Anything can always happen in theory. I guess people in the chat are saying, like, what if Miami drops a bigger NIL deal? Okay. Like, that's possible, I guess, in theory. Who's to say he doesn't already have an NIL deal signed? What if he doesn't have any NIL rights to sign away anymore? Right? Like, I don't know if people realize this, but a lot of these NIL deals are, are packaged to where the entirety of your, of your NIL rights are, are, are being purchased, you know, um, or acquired. So we're kind of assuming that that question sort of assumes that there is still the possibility of an NIL deal elsewhere, which I don't know that there is or not, obviously. You know, it can't be an inducement. So I don't think you can really technically sign anything early, uh, of course, but he is already in college. So I'm not really totally sure on the rules with that. Um, but at that point, well, yeah, the, the, the chat's, the chat's saying it right now, right? So if, if you already had an NIL deal with another school, you'd basically just be uh, saying that what if another school like dropped a, a huge bag or like a crypto wallet or something it, like that. It would be the traditional. It's happened in recruiting. Albert Means, you know, to go back 30 years now with, with Bama, like like McDonald's bags at times. I just think if there's already an NIL deal in place, I think it's very unlikely that it goes elsewhere. Yeah. Yeah, it would be the old uh, traditional duffel bag of the, of the 1980s or uh, any other time prior to Twelve months ago, or whatever it was. Yeah, and and so. again, that's just theoretical. Like, I don't, I don't think that's going to happen. Uh, and who knows? Like, I, I don't want to besmirch the family by suggesting that they're even into that. You know, just like what the what the chat's bringing up here. I'm watching as it scrolls on the show. Keith Gordon brings up a uh, a really interesting question. I want to get to here. If indeed Mims does go to Florida State, as I am predicting. Keith says, uh, can you talk about recruiting of kids even to a second place finish because of the potential for future transfers? Uh, seems like Atkins slash Mims is the best example I've seen so far, at least for the Knowles. We can't say there's no prize for second place anymore, man. That's been a line that we've used for a long time. Can't mm-hmm. say that anymore. Yeah. No, I th- and I th- again, I've told Bud before we recorded, I'm trying to go back and find some of the previous conversations we've had on the subject matter, but that was almost our exact words, uh, if I remember correctly, from a year ago. I mean, the, the you know, or two years ago, the paradigm has shifted. Finishing second matters, and particularly finishing second 
with some of the other aspects that we've seen involved in the transfer portal, like finishing second to a kid that lives two and a half hours away, uh, finishing second to a kid that at the time, you're not really a program of the ilk that is uh, should be signing him. Uh, but there's a significant relationship there, and maybe that relationship exists, and a clear path to playing time presents itself. Uh, the the paradigm has certainly shifted to where you know finishing second or third with a kid and maintaining the relationship is um, you know not just a lost cause like it was before. All right, so look, I think he's going to Florida State. You do too. He has said that he's not committed anywhere. He told Zach Blostein of, of Knowles 24-7 that on the record. So I think anybody saying that he's like already done is jumping the gun a little bit. Uh, but you know, if you watch NBA reporting or NFL reporting, you get a whole lot of like is expected to sign with type language. Now, and I think that's honestly the way that recruiting is going in the future. So, hmm. okay. so I get it. Um, but, you know, words matter. So, you know, ha- has signed with maybe, maybe a little... Uh, little much. Let's go ahead and talk about if Mims comes, which at this point, I think he will, especially if he doesn't make the trip down to Miami. We'll, we'll see if he does. What's the impact on the field for you here? Yeah. So uh, I think let's start on the field and then work our way out to some of the more ancillary benefits of this. But the impact on the field is you get your first bona fide, legitimate offensive tackle. And I don't know, but you tell me, uh, 2016, something like that. Yeah, probably um, since Rod Johnson, I, I would say. Yeah. So I mean, they like Rod Orr, but it's you know it's it's a little bit off. Hand on the field yet either. Uh, Correct. But, yeah, uh, agree. Uh, you get that. You get. Uh, you and I haven't talked, but for about eighty seconds today, but we have texted some, and I loved your baseball analogy. You get your seven starters in a five-man rotation if you get this kid. And what I mean by that is you're going to have injuries. You're going to have. Attrition. You can't just roll into a season with starting five. And getting a body like this just gives you ability to have so much more flexibility with the other pieces on your roster that it's just it's hard to put into words. And you get a chance to add, you know, a real difference maker on the other on the line of scrimmage that other teams have to, you know, game plan or be cognizant of. And it does so much more in helping you set up and have the ability for the explosive play that this whole offense is predicated on. We're not going to do this. Honestly, I could probably talk for about 25 minutes as to what this means <laughs> on the field. I mean, it is a big damn deal. And, well, we're uh, 16 minutes in. We could do we could do 10 to 12 minutes on this. Yeah, for sure. It's a huge deal, man. I don't mean this in any sort of negative way. I just mean it's in a he's not ready yet kind of way. This is another player between Willis and the field. Now, right. uh, what was the name of the tackle who just absolutely couldn't play? Uh, he was w- Willie got stuck with him when the his guy nephew with the, or his cousin? No, 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 no. no. Uh, who was who was the kid who went to Marshall? He had the alleged domestic stuff, and then when when he didn't get eligible, and then somebody went down with an injury, and then a uh, Juwan Williams. Mm. Do you remember we talked about like the emergency situation, like oh my gosh, if Juwan Williams actually has to play, type thing? Now. I don't think Willis is as bad as Juwan Williams was, and Willis is still developing. This gives you more depth. To me, I don't know that Amarius Mims is a superstar on the field right away. But I am pretty damn confident, just based on the people I've talked with, and looking at him, that since he looks like he's in the WWF, mm-hmm. and FSU don't have anybody like that on their roster, period. I'm confident that he significantly raises the floor 
of that room. Now, if he's a lot better than that, that's great. If he's not immediately a lot better than that, Atkins can continue to work with him. That's fantastic as well. This reduces the chance of you having a bad year mm-hmm. more than it increases the chance of you having an amazing year, if that makes sense. Now, of course, it increases the chance of an amazing year as well, potentially. Not that that's going to happen, but it's possible. Uh, but this is just, hey, it's another guy who you're very confident can play. Offensive line is not a, it's a, not a contact position. It's a collision position. People do get hurt. You do need some depth there. This pushes some guys back. What happens if Darius Washington, who, as we said you know, last show, I had a source tell me the surgery went well, which is great. What happens if the recovery takes a little bit longer? This gives you that cushion, man, to where it's like, oh my gosh, if he's not. Can you imagine if, if he wasn't back on time? Mm. Yeah. And you did the LSU game? Right. Right. You know, yeah. Or, yeah. Like, so this just gives you that tremendous cushion. And I think it raises the floor of the team. And that's not a, a phrase that FSU fans love in recent years because I know Norvell has talked about raising the floor quite a bit. But I, I really think it does. It also gives a guy like Willis or, or uh, more time to develop so they're not put in there before they're before they're ready. And it also helps Jordan Travis take fewer hits, ultimately. If you got a better left tackle, takes less hits. I, I am fascinated to see what they do with this rotation too, dude. Because now, okay, Mims is going to play tackle if he comes, which at this point, like I'm not into jumping in the gun on this. Um, <laughs> I had a friend of mine call me. He's like, God, your partner, I love him, but he loves to turn tackles into guards, doesn't he? I said, yeah, he does. But uh, Mim, Mims is a tackle, no, undoubtedly. Yeah. Um, He's definitely a tackle. If he comes, which I made the mistake in 2007 of accidentally I don't actually. I actually don't think I published it, but but I was running the site, so I I, I kind of fall in the sphere for that one. We published the Marcus Joyner commitment story when it was supposed to just be a draft because mm-hmm. back then the Espation software was not great. No, I was working on similar <laughs> software. Yeah, you yeah. Pre- preview a yeah. story and uh, oh, whoopsie. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, it was fifteen years ago. Um, so I don't like being like, hey, this kid is is you know already done. But if he comes, like we'll continue to couch it in that. What does this lineup look like? Because he's, okay, Gibbons is a guard. He's going to start. Mims is going to start at tackle. Other than that, Robert Scott is going to start, but where? Like, Do you yeah. kick him to guard? Do you put him at tackle? What does it depend on for you? Yeah, I think guard is uh, a year away for Scott. I think he's still a tackle this year, and then maybe maybe transfers, uh, maybe not transfers, maybe, maybe slides down. Although, of the two tackles that, we had play last year. I think, in my opinion, Scott has a better chance of staying out there. But you have uh, been pretty spot on with a lot of your offensive line evaluations over the past couple months, and I'll you know defer to you if you think that's where that just, uh, direction might be headed. I mean, there's so many variables, right? How quickly uh, and how well does Washington recover from the surgery? Does Lyles, Harris put on good weight? Yeah, Lyles is okay. Yeah, so like and that's does, another thing. And does Smith? I don't think it's going to happen. But does Smith turn into a Started for you again. Um, Do you buy that Lyle's uh, early spring struggles are just about learning the offense? Or do you think there's more there, like foot speed and agility? Because I'm kind of in the, I'm wait and see on that camp. Mm-hmm. W- what happens if Washington gets back fully healthy and could you have him snap? Ultimately, like if they go pro, I think both Darius and Robert are probably more, if they make it to the NFL, it would be interior. Uh, and Darius is a really smart kid. so. Maybe he could snap for you. This is nice to have some options. 
And think about the names we're not saying. Right. Uh, we both like Schrader long term, but short term, that was a bad injury last year. It 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 set him back. I think that's a, exactly where I was going to go. Is this, uh, as you referenced, keeps keeps Willis uh, in the you know developmental cycle for a while, or which or is not ready to see the field by any means. But it gives him more time. You don't force any of these kids in. You don't force any of these young kids in who then end up sustaining an injury because they're playing off its line way too early uh, and haven't had a chance to you know turn into the men that they're trying to block. Yeah, it, this is just. Uh, it's just massively impactful. And, and football, look, you know, once the game starts, rah, rah, whatever. Uh, but having a Mickey Ficky that's six foot seven, 310 pounds along your offensive line is a nice thing to have. You know, that's a nice look. That's, that's where Florida State wants to be. Aesthetics don't matter much, but get you a top 10 prospect in the country starting on your offensive line. Uh, it certainly makes the eyes. <laughs> feel a lot more like we're about to be back where, you know, collectively as a fan base, we want to be. My, my mom is following this recruitment. Okay. Well, that's a good, she that is a good barometer. Yeah. When, when my, when a girlfriend or when a girl I was dating in 2008 or whatever, texted me about LeBron James's decision. And if I was going to come over and watch it with her, I knew like, okay, yeah, this is not just a sports story. This is a transcended slightly. And for the Florida state fan base, um, I, I think that this is capturing uh, many attention right now. Yeah, I, I mean, it's a very mom standpoint. She's like, I just feel so bad for the quarterbacks like Jordan and and you know James Blackman. They would always just get hit so hard, and you know, we just we, we just need that one little 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 piece, you know. Uh, and so, yeah, mom, mom is. Uh, uh, and I showed her the photo of Chris Nee took tonight. She's like, Oh, we, yeah, he needs to come to Tallahassee. <laughs> Talent evaluation sure, runs sure in Jordan, the family. Jordan yeah. Travis agrees, and I, an eye for offensive linemen is a generational trait that's been passed down. Little did I know. Uh, um, so. Yeah, exactly. So let's talk a little perception too, because I, I, I feel like, again, if FSU gets them, and that's my prediction, uh, as is, well, the show's prediction, I guess, is you know, only two of us, and you also agree. What do you think this does if you work in the building? I think that this does not fully wipe away the slice to the gut that the people in that building and the fan base took in December. This sure does change things. This sure does let you know that, hey, you can go out there and you can get a five-star player. It may not be a, a top 10 high school kid. I still think Florida State's a little bit away from that, absent this uh, IMG kid possibly reclassifying. But um, I don't I don't think you're going to sign a true top three offensive tackle for, in the immediate future. But this just gives you such a, such a feeling of confidence and such a, I don't know exactly how to phrase this, bud, but all this like some of the talk that I was hearing from, you know, Miami fans and other people, and trust me, I don't concern myself with the the internet thoughts of Miami fans, but like, Oh, that Twitter thread today, by oh, you, that was so much fun. I'm, I'm still, well, I don't, I'll well, find well. another one or two before I go to bed. You know, no, you're not just going to sign a kid because you want him in Florida state's, you know, not going to be an impactor in, in his recruitment. I, I just think this is a great boost of confidence from everybody, from the people in the building to the rising spear, uh, in the NIL collectives to the fan base in general to know that you can go out and get a kid like this. Um, and it'll be a hell of a recruiting tool. You know, it'll be a great tool to to have kids come in and look at this kid and know that he's a uh, Florida State offensive lineman. And I think um, perception here is almost as big as the impact on the field. I, I agree with you on that. I don't know that it helps you get other kids 
necessarily because they don't they may not know who Amarius Mims is. And it wasn't like a super long recruitment. And so like it's not something that they would have been following on social media quite so much. He can really help you start to build this house. And if you need a house, you should call 844 FSU Loan. That's 844 FSU Loan, proud sponsors of the Nolcast Legendary Home Loans. That's the team of Chad and Shannon. I got two. I got my home loan and I got my refi. We've had over 300 Nolcast listeners do the same. Really proud to continue to work with that winning combination there at Legendary Home Loans, 844 FSU Loan. When you call, you get that personal service, not just some random. You get Shannon and Shannon busts his butt for you. That's what you want. Knowledge of the industry, really cares about you. I remember when I got my refi, he called me. He's like, hey, just trust me on this. You need a refi today. Go do it. All right. Give those dudes a call. Now, the other place that this could help you is, again, I don't know uh, what is, I don't know what's going down as far as NIL. If you put together a good NIL deal here, and I think it's kind of common sense that you would because Miami has a billionaire tweeting Mims' name out there. So it's not like they're going to offer zero, I would guess, unless that dude is just, you know, total spreadsheet cash, but not actual liquid. Hmm. Which, you know, could put, a, put a pin in it. We might revisit okay, that. Okay. All right. Yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll think about that. I think you had to at least throw something pretty competitive NIL wise eventually uh, at, you know, to, to land players nowadays. So here's the thing. This could be your proof of concept deal in a way that, like, look, I think Jamie Robinson's great. And obviously, Fabian, you know, Fabian is, is great. And Jordan Travis is good. If you use those guys to make an example of the deal, like, that's just not great spending because they're not super superstars. This could be the one you'd point to a lot like I think the tr- like a deal that you would have eventually put together for Travis Hunter yeah. uh, would have been pointed to. So having a proof of concept deal, and we did talk about this when we had the Rising Spear guys on, risingspear.com uh, is the place to check that out. They, they said, yeah, like, like, yes, the reason why we need money right now is to spend it on the current kids on the roster. And part of the reason is A, to keep them, and B, to sh- show that proof of concept that FSU does want to play with the big boys. By the way, uh, I don't know if you saw this tweet tonight from Rising Spear. 785 donors. 785. That's uh, probably, I predict it'll be 800 by the time we wake up in the morning. And I mean, the timing could not have been better for Rising Spear as far as proof of concept and, hey, look, here we are. This is what we're trying to do. And, oh, look, a uh, best player in the, in the portal popped up and we're doing our best to get involved and uh, bring him to Tallahassee. So if you do get, Mims, I think that this is the greatest shot in the arm that Rising Spear could have could have hoped for, other than you know getting to grace the airwaves of the Nolcast and talk about what they offer. Um, <laughs> so no doubt about it. This is a kind of a fun question, by the way. Before we we, we get to some other stuff, mm, mm-hmm. that's well, a great one. Yeah. Jermaine Johnson would would get if like he actually if you actually had the opportunity to bring him back. Like it's it's a two comma deal, right? For a year, of Jermaine. Um, that level of proven performance. I had seven or eight hundred thousand in my head, but yeah, I mean, it's. Uh, I don't think I, like well, if he was actually on the open market, I don't think that lands him. I think somebody's saying yeah uh, for a top ten pass rusher. Okay, I see what you're saying, but I, I could be wrong. No, no, if he's open market, it, he's two million dollars. Yeah, trust me. Uh, yeah, I, maybe I misunderstood what you're saying. I, I meant more to if you kept him and uh, you know if you tried to develop him. Similar to what Lovett's doing right now, I'll put it that way. Um, but no, if he's on the open market and you know, and he just had the year that he did, then that's a $2 million player. 
Um, you don't, it's a one year thing. You're not making any significant commitment. He's already been developed, which is another thing that I love about Mims. If he ultimately comes, you're not getting a high school kid that you've got to put in a weight room for 12 months and then hope that he's ready to contribute. Yeah. Uh, also, here's one I wanted to ask you Travis Hunter, Amarius Mims. Okay. So this is, there's, this is multifaceted, obviously. If you pick Mims, you still like you had to have lost Travis in the way that you lost him, right? All right, then my answer is Hunter mm-hmm. because I do think that like damage to the brand was really significant. You know, like it's not good to get dunked on like that on national TV. Player for player, I'm taking Mims. Tackles when you when you. I games, don't disagree with that. DBs don't. Perception and the way it played out, I probably agree with you that if you sign the number one kid in the country, you, you get to ride that train. Uh, yeah, I, I will agree. Uh, look, if you're just in the, you're just playing in the backyard and you're, you know, got two captains picking kids off and take Mims, uh, undoubtedly. Um, but yeah, just a, just an interesting situation and somewhat of a, I, maybe I'm forcing a correlation there just because they're both Georgia kids or they're both super elite prospects, but, uh, something I've been bouncing around in my head for a while. So, yeah, I, I completely agree with you there on that. Um, from the oh, sorry, I need to remove this question from the chat. When do you think we'll know tomorrow at like five o'clock? I guess mm. if he doesn't take the visit to Miami, that's probably all she wrote. If probably he does. I'm, I'm gonna. Ha- I'm still gonna be pretty confident, but I'll, I'll be more interested yeah. in where this goes. There's been some chatter about some, maybe some other schools getting involved and in, in taking a visit out west or something like that. But uh, yeah, if he if he doesn't go to Miami, then we're very close to where we can have a little bit of finality here. Um, we do have a couple more kids to talk about tonight other than Amarius Mims because we have done 33 minutes on Amarius, which is, I mean, he's worth it. Other transfers out? Hunter Washington? Yeah, that uh, class from two years ago or so started to look pretty rough. This is one of the better kids in it. Uh, but not- Shock, man. Like a class that you never got to see in person right, might have a higher... <laughs> error rate than a class that you had a chance to evaluate in person. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I feel like we might've said this. <laughs> like this. Not a kid that was going to contribute. I mean, that, that room is just as stacked as anyone that you have right now, as far as the talent, uh, wish him the best kid from Texas. I imagine he'll probably land back in that part of the country. Uh, but not somebody that was on the verge of, of meaningful playing time. I, I agree. Uh, the fact that he was not in the two deep is all you need to know. Uh, I think McCall and AZ Thomas had already passed him. And we mentioned this. It's different when you get passed by freshmen. It's, it's different when somebody's been on campus for 10 days and they've already passed you on the depth chart. Uh, it's, a, it's a tough pill to swallow and it's pretty illuminating that uh, you're probably going to have to go off. If you, as Bud says, if you find it just being on ta- in campus, in Tallahassee, being a football player and all the benefits that come with it, uh, that's great. If you want to play football, then you're pretty aware if a freshman's passed you in 15 practices that you're going to be, have to be going elsewhere. So I, I agree. I'll tell you, somebody else that's got great awareness and we've been fortunate to work with are the great uh, people at Congruity, Matt Lewis in particular, great teammate for us, somebody that I'm working with right now potentially to uh, – Bring him a uh, another client that's particularly close to <laughs> close to my heart here in Atlanta. But uh, Matt is 
uh, just somebody it's great to be able to partner with the people that we partnered with, whether it be Shan, Chad and Shannon, uh, or Matt, and somebody that you can just refer to friends or people that you have businesses and know that they're going to be taken care of, know that they're going to have their questions followed up with, be treated in a honest and uh, respectable manner. And Matt Lewis has been wonderful for us, and we are fully confident that he would be wonderful for you. Give him a call, 10 minutes, five to talk Florida State football, five to see if there's a partnership that could exist there. Uh, congruityhr.com is the website. You can reach out to uh, the Nolcast Twitter account or email us, nolcast at gmail.com if you would prefer a third-party introduction. But uh, congruityhr.com is the website. Matt Lewis is the guy. And we want to give them a big thank you for uh, everything that they've done for the podcast. We are apparently, by the way, uh, I think Matt Lewis really enjoyed this question. We're apparently ignoring some of the questions in the chat that said, uh, like, how many extra wins is Amarius Mims worth if he, if he comes? I think it's like 0.75. Uh, I was thinking about this earlier today. And to me, I think it increases you in some of the games where I thought you'd probably get whipped in the trenches. It gives you maybe a fighting chance at home to, and 0.75 is a huge number, by the way, guys. Like if you're projecting two, like two is like, like a, a whole class of transfers, not just one dude, um, as far as how power ratings work. Maybe, you know, if, if, if you get them in that lineup, maybe it gives you a chance to hold up enough against Clemson, a Clemson team that you, they had tr- struggles on offense last year, but really you got kind of lucky to get the points you did. Like you, you did a hell of a job scheming it around him. Well, maybe you're able to hold up enough for, for DJ to throw a couple picks. You got an awesome scoop and score, and you also rode a tackler uh, on the ground into it and, and later jumped up and scored, which is one of the cooler plays I've seen. But uh, yeah, there were, there were some interesting situations that allowed to score in that game. 100%. So yeah, I, I think like 0.75 probably. Um, full one for me. It makes me more confident that they're going to make a bowl. Like, no, like, like, okay. I'm trying to think. I, I remember I said it this morning on the phone. And I liked the way it sounded when I said it. it was like, it brings up the possibility that you may not be sweating a bowl game this year. You know what I mean? Like, the question may become, depending on how fall camp goes, we're we talking like seven or eight, as opposed to just can they make a bowl? I'm not saying that they're 100% guaranteed to make a bowl with Mary Spims. I don't think that's true. Stuff can happen. But if you get them, it just does really help you solidify that position. And it reduces the downside risk. I think it really increases the, it, it strongly decreases the projections that are going to spit out four wins or three wins. Like those disaster scenario likelihoods go down a lot. And that matters quite a bit. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, like I said, I'd have it at a full win. That's a massive number. Uh, but for all the reasons that we talked about from minutes, three to about 26 uh, is what I would cite here. And uh, just a, a massive pickup. And like you said, helps helps you steer clear of the absolute disaster. Uh, and at the same time, potentially gives you a kid that uh, turns into probably the move, again, potentially, uh, but would be one of the more dominant linemen that you've had since probably the 2014 team. So, yep, yeah, it's hard to quantify how big of a get this would be. and what it would do both on and off the field for state, but hopefully we've uh, done as good of a job as, as we could. Last one here for tonight. Really appreciate everybody jumping on with us and doing great live numbers. If you haven't hit subscribe, uh, go ahead and hit that subscribe button. We try not to just, you know, spam you with, with that request all the time, but um, it's a pretty cool, uh, you know, pretty cool thing we have going on right now. We really appreciate 
we, we know y'all support us. We, we, we see the download numbers. We, we won best college force podcast out there, which is absolutely awesome. Over the Orange Bowl boys. Over the, the Orange Bowl boys, by the so, way. Also, maybe they're watching tonight. You think I don't they're think, watching? I don't think yeah, they might be fans in the chat. Yeah, probably one or two. I don't think our friends in London realized what they were doing. But I think they liked three of my Miami tweets today. Uh, so they, uh, they, <laughs> they, 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 they love the old rivalry. They love a rivalry over there. So, oh, that's funny. awesome. Um, so. Yeah, it, it's I, I love following recruiting, obviously, and this is this is fantastic. So the last guy uh, who's transferring out so far, and I think they'll probably have two or three more. By the way, is Jordan Young. Um, and I'm just disappointed, dude. He just never was really able to develop. Obviously, he was a you know, low, low floor, high ceiling guy, uh, a dude who they got in in Willie's first class. And as we know, the bust rate in those first classes is really, really high. It's much, much higher than I thought it was going to be. I, I didn't know at the time. Now we have the data. It's like, ooh, yeah, uh, go, go all transfer portal if you can, if you just get hired. Because ask Jimbo or Scott Frost or Mullen or Chip Kelly or anybody, it's uh, the washout rate for that first class is very high. And, just didn't work out, dude. Just not able to consistently, you know, get open, catch the ball, and and uh, the flash plays were flashy. Just the consistency never came. Uh, yeah. I, I hope he finds a spot that can that can uh, you could feature him. He still got some ability, tons of ability. As a state triple jump champion, if I remember correctly, uh, kid out of Metro Atlanta here, Conyers. You remember uh, the nickname for, uh, for the uh, for the highlight tape? Well, it was the welcome park. to the amusement the park. The amusement park, yes, sir. I did. Uh, Feeble brain did remember that one. Yeah, one hundred percent. That's really all I got tonight. I think. <laughs> oh, what a name! Too bad. Shout out Rising Sphere for getting to seven hundred eighty-five people. Um, shout out to our listeners for voting for us. Canes fans stay in our business. Yeah, but FSU fans stay in our business too. That's why it's a rivalry, right? I mean, like, like that's why you. It's one of the cool things about college football. You got that regional element. You, you see that guy at the water cooler. He's not bad, except when he opens his mouth, starts starts talking about it. You know, uh, can you guys get Danny Cannell as a guest? Yes, we will have Danny on as a guest uh, for sure. He is super busy right now. Uh, literally, like he called in a cover three today from the chiropractor's table uh, in our pre-show meeting, which was hilarious. Uh, but uh, he has to do a lot of pre-draft taping for CBS right now. So I don't think he's going to be guesting on any shows for a little bit, but uh, he, he will come on at some point. Yeah, Awesome. Stay tuned in those 24 seven that those guys are just, they've gotten more sleep than I, or less sleep than I have for sure. And they've, they've been busting their butt. Yeah, no, they've done a, they've done a great job. I was uh, in bed going to sleep last night and looked down at my phone and had 21 notifications. It was like, uh, the hell is going on? Uh, but stayed up to about one o'clock. Love what those guys have done. Uh, it's been a, been an interesting follow and, Oh, man, hopefully we're podcasting sometime next week, talking about this with some uh, degree of finality and formality, and uh, it will be a, uh, it'll be a big step forward and being where you need to be. And I don't know of any names. I'm not trying to be ambiguous hit guy, but there's, there's more out there in the portal, certainly. And I think Florida State, uh, that is where, if you want to talk about a recruiting out aspect, and I know that we're about to wrap up here, uh, that is where it really will matter. I mean, if you're talking about other portal kids who have the chance to come in and immediately play with Mims and know that their windows, you know, two or three years as well, then I think that would really give you a little lot of validity. And again, I don't, like, I don't know anybody that's about to pop in the transfer portal, but if more kids from Georgia did, 
uh, certainly wouldn't shock me. And between Mims and what you did with uh, with the gentleman on the defensive end that we were just talking about, uh, Jermaine, as good of an ambassador as you could, then yeah, it wouldn't shock me if Florida State's not continually involved in some of the <laughs> elite talent that doesn't have an immediate path to the field in Athens. I did I, did I tell the story about watching the, the uh, Nike Coach of the Year Clinic stuff on here? Not that I immediately recall. No. Okay, so uh, we got a little more time. I mean, it's only ten o'clock, right? You, you guys want to hear it? See the comments. I, I will speak for them. They absolutely it's, do. It's not FSU related, but it is Georgia related. So um, I always make sure to watch all the videos for, for, the, for like the Nike Coach of the Year Clinic series. It, it's. I mean, I'm not coaching football. Uh, I haven't you know, played in a long time. But I do like to kind of see what they're teaching now, some of the schemes and the techniques they're teaching. I feel like it makes me a better analyst. And uh, Kirby and his staff did one. And Kirby's video is absolutely hilarious because he's a brilliant defensive mind, no doubt. I mean, like, like he's like the golden child from Nick. And the guy's a great recruiter. But what struck me here is that hot sauce. Just speaking so, to the comments, bud. No. <laughs> but Louisiana hot sauce is a big part of the show. Don't worry about that. Yes. No doubt about it. Um, oh, my koozie fell down, but we'll put it back up. I watched the one with with Kirby, and he's talking about the different techniques they're doing and, and how, basically, I, I don't want to give away like copyrighted content, but what Kirby said was like, they now have to think pass rush plan on every single play as opposed to just stop the run on first and second down, which is cool, but there's more to this. As he's demonstrating the different techniques and blitzes and stunts that his guys are using, He's repeatedly having to stop to say things like, well, okay, they didn't actually fully execute this like we wanted to. What happened was Jordan Davis actually picked up the center and then ragdolled him into the guard, which did a great job of creating a pile and impeded the pulling of the other guard. So great job, Jordan Davis. I will say that's not normal uh, for us to be able to have a man who could pick up the opposing center and just, you know, uh, chop down the guard with another human being's body. And then it just goes on and on and on. It's like, well, you know, I okay, that is, this, this was an exceptional play. Didn't We really, really didn't run it exactly like we wanted. Jalen Carter here, uh, that's actually our D-tackle. He's not a linebacker, uh, but he he does run like one, and that was that was very effective on his part. It's like, oh, it was effective to have the 298-pound guy yeah. chase down the running back all, all the way? Okay, yeah. 4-7, yeah, absolutely. Right. Um, I mean, obviously, like FSU fans were like, well, yeah, you guys had Jermaine Johnson on the bench. <laughs> think about that. Uh, so, yes, that team is loaded talent-wise uh, in a way that very few teams have been loaded talent-wise in like the history of the sport. So, just because you couldn't start at Georgia does not mean that you can't do good things elsewhere. No, sir. No, it most certainly does not. So, uh, <clears throat> like I said, I don't know of anybody from Georgia. Just throwing that out there. Florida State will continue to be involved in the portal, and uh, if they do get MIMS, that is as you know, valuable tool uh, that you can show to people. Well, uh, I would argue probably Jermaine's is valuable tool, uh, but uh, getting a teammate, getting a Marius would be a, a great selling point. And hopefully that's something that, uh, that we can discuss. Final hypothetical of the evening, bud, unless you find another one that you love, uh, had a question in the comments. What would Walter Jones's NIL value be in 2022? We should probably do like, like a whole episode on how the hell he got redshirted, by the way. Mm-hmm. But I believe Bowden it, said that was his worst decision ever as far as yeah, like Bobby Bowden made a whole lot of right decisions. Yeah. You know what I mean? That was that was that was the wrong one. But okay, is there any coordinator you'd rather have than Walter Jones? No. Me neither. So the the, the value is at least two million. 
There's no three million dollar coordinators, right? No, I don't. I don't no. think so. I mean, the replacement the replacement value for almost every head coach in college football is much higher than the replacement value from Walter Jones to whatever else you might want to run out of left tackle. Dion's would have been incredibly high too. Here's mm-hmm. the thing, guys. Like I was talking to my dad about this last night. What we say Belichick makes. I think we, we, when we Googled it for the show, he makes I think fifteen. I think it's fourteen makes, nine or something like that. But yeah, yeah. Mahomes makes fifty four or forty five. Anyway, the, like the best coach in the history of the sport of football makes one third of what the best quarterback in the in, in the game makes. Mm. So yeah, I think Walter Jones would be much more valuable than any coordinator you could have for a single year, uh, and probably more valuable than a lot of head coaches. But we're not going to get to that type of dollars anytime soon if we ever get there, which I'm not really convinced we will. For players, you're saying? Yeah, for like sing, you know single player value. Absent somebody with like the last name of Manning or something like that. Well, yeah, that's different, especially if they start a, start a network, you know, which could happen, I guess. If Walter Jones is on the market in 2022 and somebody's aware <laughs> as to what a Walter Jones actually turns into, I think he's two to three million dollars. Yeah, for sure. For those of you guys who are younger Knowles fans out there, Walter Jones, junior college offensive tackle, came to FSU in '96 or '97. Mm, I thought it was. I thought it was just a little bit earlier, but I, I could be wrong there. Okay, maybe 95. Uh, he actually redshirted. Now, that was very common back in the day to redshirt. So it's not as egregious as a decision as you would think. But it's pretty egregious to redshirt a guy who would go to the league instantly be an all-pro uh, and then be a Hall of Famer on a level of... He just has the coolest story. He's like, yeah, guess what? I'm going to skip training camp because I don't give up any sacks and I'm comfortable with my training methods back here in Alabama. And I got this new Escalade, which he did. And I'm going to push this Escalade around the Walmart parking lot while my son sits in it in neutral and steers for me. And you guys will find me for missing training camp. And that's okay because I make a ton of money. And you'll probably find a way to give it back to me. And then I will continue to not give up any sacks, even though you have Hasselback as the quarterback and he's not particularly mobile. And then I will again go back home to Alabama. And it's considered one of the better tackles to ever play a game. I mean, and he, he signed in 95, redshirted in 95, played in 96, and left. Oh, that's right. Okay. Yeah, because he was on, that's right. He was on the, the rematch team. Awesome, buddy. Uh, all right. Good show, I think. Yeah, man. Enjoyed yeah. it. Good numbers. Really appreciate all of y'all tuning in. Make sure you hit that subscribe button. Uh, in order to get people to subscribe, we do sometimes go live without telling y'all. So it's kind of a reward for, we call it notification gang. Get that notification, you hop in. All right, y'all. Thank you as always. We'll be back. Uh, be back in the near future if there's uh, developing news. Otherwise, we'll just let this story breathe and continue to, uh, you know. Uh, <clears throat> well, I don't know. We'll we'll be back in podcast when it's appropriate. We may take next week off. Otherwise, that's what I'm alluding to. So, uh, notification gang, sub, like, anything you could do to support the show. Know that it's wonderfully appreciated, and uh, we will be with you in the near future. This has been the Knollcast. The Knollcast is created and hosted by Bud Elliott and Ingram Smith, music by Judson Wright, and produced by Justin Robinson. Go Knolls.